Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 254, Chief Evangelist at Canva, Guy Kawasaki, is in conversation with Peter Petrakis as they discuss how to hone, accelerate and amplify creativity. This interview was recorded at Pause Fest 2021 and as a media partner of the event, it is my absolute pleasure to share some of the incredible discussions to help continue their positive impact. In this episode, Guy draws on his extensive knowledge of innovation, entrepreneurship, social media and marketing to share his thoughts on how to navigate the challenges facing creativity today and into the future. This is Guy's version of Be The Drop, recorded live from PauseFest. This episode was recorded in conjunction with PauseFest 2021, Australia's leading digital startup and innovation conference. Head to pausefest.com.au for more info. Hi, I'm Peter Petrakis. I'm a Melbourne-based painter and student entering the world of tech through the Hacker Exchange Innovation Program. And today I'm here with Guy Kawasaki. It's so great to meet you and welcome everyone. Guy, you're the Chief Evangelist of Canva, creator yes. of the Remarkable People podcast, yes. author. You were the former evangelist of Apple and yep. currently 100% of my YouTube algorithm. You have a very simple algorithm, apparently. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. I've been watching a lot of your content. You've mentioned in interviews that your choice of psychology at Stanford mm-hmm. was because it was the easiest major. Mm-hmm. Is that really true? And if you mm-hmm. could go back in time... What classes would you have preferred to take and why? <laughs> well, first of all, everything you find on Google is true. I hope you now realize that. But yes, psychology was the easiest major that I could find at Stanford at the time. So that is a true story. If it existed, I would major in behavioral economics because I think behavioral economics is the key to influence and persuasion and sales and marketing in life. Oh, wow. So obviously psychology has given this strong link for your background in marketing. I'm interested to know whether you think liberal arts and humanities are important to tech innovation. I think that you should major in whatever you want to major in, and it should be you know 90% what you're interested in as opposed to 90% driven by job opportunities. So now, you know, honestly, can't build the case that majoring in oriental art history is going to exactly get you into Google, but I don't think you should study computer science if you're not into computer science either. So that that would be my take on that. And do you think that creativity can be taught? I think creativity can be honed. It can be accelerated. It can be amplified. And I think everybody has a bit of creativity in them. But for most people, it's not realized or it's been stomped down. Also, it depends on how you define creativity, right? So some people may say creativity is Elon Musk, boring tunnels under cities or flying to Mars. But I would say, you know, the whole world doesn't have to be an Elon Musk or Steve Jobs in order to be creative. 
Do you think that it's important to have a, like a kind of rounded point of view or, I mean, you do some photography as well. Obviously you surf. You should have other interests for the sheer esoteric internal joy of creativity. And I, who cares if it's, if it's music or photography or dance or surfing or cooking, it I'm not specifying that. I'm just saying life is too short, man. Don't do everything to make a living. Actually, I'm curious. A lot of people have been kind of picking up some weird little hobbies over 2020 as they have yeah. been at home. Have you been doing anything like that? Is there anything new that you've been trying out lately? Well, I certainly, I'm surfing every day. So there's that. I have really gotten into podcasting. So I have this podcast called Remarkable People. And I was born to podcasts. I came oh to God. it about 14 months ago. If I had started five years ago, I would be Joe Rogan today. I mean that as a positive. I'm sure and, a lot of people would prefer that, to be honest. But so I came to it late and podcasting has kind of taken over my life. And I have really loved not traveling and having to up my virtual game. Yeah. So... I hope you can tell by just like the setup that I have in terms of audio and video right now. It's not like I just turned on my MacBook. So what you see here took weeks and weeks to figure out how to do. So, I mean, obviously we're, we're past 2020 and we've kind of in this completely new space. I'm interested what you think about, you know, the next five years. Okay, so first of all, nobody can tell you what's going to happen in the next five years. So, you know, the, the big challenge, and maybe it's not so true in Australia, but it's certainly true in America. The big challenge is the pandemic. Yeah. And until we get this pandemic under control, all bets are off. I mean, it doesn't matter. And it's just, you know, we have done such a terrible job in this country because we had such a leadership vacuum. I mean, you know, vacuum implies that there's nothing. I think we had negative space, if you will. So the bottom line is step one is control the pandemic. After that, step two is address climate change because I, you know, the pandemic can kill millions of people, but I don't think it could wipe out the human race. So I'm interested just like as a thought, if you're thinking back to being a kid in Kalihi, Hawaii, <laughs> what advice would you give to your younger self? All right. So I would tell myself, don't quit Apple twice because it's going to be a trillion dollar company and a tiny percentage of a trillion dollar company is a lot of money. So now nah, more seriously, I don't have a lot of regrets in my life. Now, this is not to say I didn't make a lot of mistakes, yeah. but you know, certainly I, you know, as I said, I quit Apple twice. I turned down Steve Jobs for a third job. I turned down an opportunity to interview to be the first CEO of Yahoo. So if you just added those four decisions up, that's probably two and a half billion dollars uh, US, not Australian. And, you know, I mean, two and a half billion here, two and a half billion there, it adds up pretty soon to real money. So, um, I yeah. mean, I, you're still surfing every day. That's so true. It's all good. It, it is all good. I'm not <laughs> complaining. It is interesting, though, to think back like some kind of pivotal moments. But you know what? Yeah. On the other hand, I am chief evangelist of Canva, and Canva is 
just rocking. And it's not because of me, but Canva is rocking. And this is called Guy's Golden Touch, which is not that whatever I touch turns to gold. It's whatever is gold guy touches. And let me tell you something, man. When when Canva has a liquidity event, I am going to declare victory. Ah, <laughs> Trust me. You do not have to spread the gospel here. And I guess like the second part of that question was, what do you think that 12-year-old self would think of you today? Man, don't you have any easy questions? That 12-year-old ah. self would probably be impressed that at 66, I'm still surfing every day. Because I got to tell you, you know, all my peers, you know, people I went to school with and stuff, there's no way there's they're anywhere nearly as active as I am uh, physically. Shout out Maybe. to anyone who went to school with Guy. That's pretty solid. I wanted to know, so we have a little bit of time left. I'm interested in one of your co- your podcasts with Ariana Huffington. We're talking a lot about the kind of gender divide. And, you know, you did say that you thought that, you know, a few thoughts about men. And I'm interested <laughs> if you've given that much more thought and, you know, what's your kind of take on this gender divide? So, frankly, I, I pride myself in being an intelligent person who believes in merit. And so my take on this is that it is so hard to find good people, whether it's the CEO of a startup or, you know, an employee. Why would you limit the genetic pool that you can draw from by focusing on men? That makes no sense to me. And and being Japanese, I truly don't understand Japan because in Japan they really don't tap, you know, women oh, in the workforce. Oh, I've been seeing that uh, more and more in the news. Yeah. I, I I don't get that at all. So like if if somebody said to you, okay, so you know your your challenge is to find the best people, but take all women and take them off the table. You cannot recruit from women. Like that but is mo- there, are, there are a lot of studies that show that you know you're more likely to hire someone with similar experience to you or yes. someone that looks like you. These kind of like more automated. Right. That's that's why the world sucks. I mean, I think that, you know, men have had hundreds, maybe thousands of years to, you know, do things right. And they have pretty much screwed it up. So let's just like have women run the world for a while. Give them a chance. That's a great way to segue (laughs) into my last question. Okay. So you can take a little time for this one. My final (laughs) question is, do you have a personal mantra? And if not, what's one thing you try to remind remind yourself of every day? Oh, so I have a personal mantra. My personal mantra is two words, empower people. I want to empower people with my writing, my speaking, my interviews, my podcast, my investment, everything I do. I want to empower people. Sometimes those people are related to me. Sometimes they're not. But at the end of the day, I want people to say, you know, they read The Art of the Start. They listened to my podcast with Ariana Huffington, and I helped them become more empowered and change the world. That's, that is what I would like to be remembered for. That is absolutely, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. All righty. Take care. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. 
Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.